Diamond they liked it so much, they did it twice. The no, meat's wall, wall, so nice. <laughs> the meat's so nice, they made it twice. Well, yeah. that's what that's going to be called from now on. Um, why don't we uh, first ask how each other are doing? Yes, how are hey, you? Hey, Steven, how are you? Doing well, Ryan. Um, you know, man, what a day of running. Did Between you have fun watching the meat? Uh... Yes, I did. Although I was also watching UTMB, so I was kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. and I probably didn't give the reverence that this meet deserved. I liked today better than I liked yesterday. The, of what I saw today was more interesting. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the so I'm curious about UTMB. You were saying that it's like a hundred and some miles. Yeah, it's 170k or just a little over that. So that's like 100 and that's like 105 miles maybe. Okay. So yeah. what what segment of the race were they on? Like what were you watching? Um so they had just started. Um so it was like they were about 2 hours into the race. Um, okay. And yeah, so I'm I have particular interest cuz a friend of mine, Jim Walmsley is a uh, you everyone probably knows who that Name is. Name drop. Yep. Flagstaff baby and you know he's he's uh he's contending for the win he's currently in second place about a only about 30 seconds behind Zach Miller of the United States they're okay. almost at 50k okay so here fifth I mean how do you watch one of these things this one is amazing I mean they have like videos they have a, like video stations at about what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like almost a dozen aid stations have like some sort of camera and then they have like a live feed. Um, and then also I run far does a really good job on Twitter of posting updates. Isn't it a little uh anticlimactic? No, isn't it's not. it boring? Ryan, like you get people you watch hey, sport you watch running, you right, know that so that's it what is I'm boring, saying. But like I know it's I know. the personal attachment to it. Okay, but I just, I can watch a 10K. I can sit down and I can watch a 10K. It's less exciting on the computer. Like watching a 10K in person, I find thrilling. Mm -hmm. But watching, this is, I guess I'm just going to sound like everybody who's like, oh, running is boring. How do you watch it? You know, like all my idiot friends Mm -hmm. who don't know anything about running. But like 100 miles, it seems like nothing really matters until you kind of really get down to it. But or, you know that's not the case because even at like mile 40, someone might put on five, 10 minutes on the second place guy, you know, and like, okay, well, that suddenly matters. It's not the last two miles of a 100-mile race. It's everything that goes into it. So I think the body of a 100-mile race is like, that is what is so thrilling and interesting is all the little things that happen along the way. Like I said yesterday, you're watching how the sausage is made exactly and the interesting part about a hundred mile race is watching them make the sausage yeah it's probably not the end product so as much as what goes into it yeah so okay 
And I guess as a as an ultra as an ultra runner yourself, yep. Are, are you calling yourself an ultra runner yet? Um, I don't know. I guess so. Well, I like mean, your I, focus now is my focus now is on ultra ultras, and I'd like to you know one day be able to compete at this sort of thing. So, fuck yeah, sign me up. I'm an ultra runner. Hell yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> On the Big Meat Pod, everybody. Big Meat Pod, day two, Big Meat Pod. Day hey, Ryan, two. Who's sponsoring today's uh, Big Meat Pod? Today's sponsor is TJ Maxx. That's with two X's. Two not one. X's. They uh, your premium uh, retailer for name brand goods at Walmart prices. Go to the fitting room and yell out Sidious Mags in you, and they'll bring you three new things to try on and then you'll promptly be escorted out the front door tj maxx always on your side exactly there you go did you know that tj mack like the guy he was one of the robber barons with alongside carnegie and uh jp morgan or whoever all those guys were what was his industry uh clothing textiles bargain shopping so i'm i'm thinking back in that era he probably utilized a lot of child labor yeah they still do apparently yikes yeah yeah tj maxx like they have a little sweatshops going on i can't believe we're disparaging our title sponsor that's why, <laughs> that's why we're proud to have tj maxx as a title sponsor I hate because to rally on this theme but you know you don't want to see how the sausage is made in that case right exactly yeah. that's what this podcast has become about do you or don't you want to watch the sausage get made that's the question for many things in life um in terms of the brussels diamond league uh you know, that's uh, the whole point of this podcast is discussing how the sausage is made. Yep. So with that, Stephen, why don't you kick it off by talking about the women's 400 meter? Okay. This was a cool race, mostly because um, at one point, the Sawa Aid Nasser, who's just been the best by far on the whole circuit this year, she like came alongside Shakima Wembley and there had to have been a 24 inch height discrepancy between the two women. <laughs> it was incredible. Um so yeah, N- N- Nasser went on to win in 49.33, um, which was cool because she was the best all year, so you like to see the best win. And then Phyllis Francis actually got um, finished second, and I, she didn't look great, Ryan, with about 150 to go. I thought right. she was going to be back in Alcolo land at about seventh, but uh, she, she, she did well, and then Shakima Wembley was third. Which... Uh... Nice showing there for the Americans. Yep, yep. Two, three, four, seven, six, seven. Do we, where, Shawnee Miller Weibo was, she was just in the 200, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't run the four, which is unfortunate because she has run very fast this year. She's run 48.97, world number one. I haven't done that. No, nor will you ever sniff anywhere close to that. Nope, 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 nope. That's fine. And that's why um, these uh, the, the best the best. So they're getting paid the big bucks, and Stephen is not not. <laughs> um, um, the, but as we were saying, uh, for forty nine is kind of the magic number, huh? Um, yeah, it is the magic number. If you run forty nine, you will win as long you as no one else win. does it. And that's all we have to say about that. Um. One thing I'd like to speak about is sure. the women's 3K. 
steeplechase. And you asked me some questions beforehand, and I gave some... I think I was... Was I right on two of the three? Let's uh, let's take a look, because I, right. I think you were wrong on all of them. Okay, cool. So, Chipkowicz uh, continued her just dominance, setting a meet record in 8.55. Uh, it was a Kenyan sweep. They went one, two, three. And then our own Emma Coburn uh, was fourth with 9.06, which was the second off of her season's best and about four seconds off of her PB. So, you know, she's that, that, that's a pretty good run from her, you know? You right. would have loved to have seen her in that top three. They were all 855 to 901, but, you know, that, that that was solid. Okay, so the three questions that I asked you. Okay. Uh, will this race go under nine minutes? I hope I said yes. You said yes. Ha. Nice work. Thank and you. then I asked you who finishes higher, Emma or Courtney? I said Emma. And you said Courtney? Shit. And in my heart, I said, Emma. Then I said, do either of them finish in the top three? And I you said both. said both. Oh, my God. Courtney finished sixth. Emma finished fourth. If the top three women had somehow fallen ill with a lap to go and Struck escorted, by lightning. Yeah, just gone, they w- I would have been right. But that force of nature did not happen. So, uh, And Ugh. then I think after this, we asked, it's I worth- asked the question, if... What? Emma Coburn ever breaks oh god nine minutes now this is a conversation that we've kind of stemmed from yesterday talking about if Jager would ever break eight minutes yeah um they're both young but they it seems like they've been jumping for a long time and I can't imagine your feet like that your bones get brittle so you're thinking that both Evan Jager and Emma Coburn are developing a case of the jelly bones <laughs> The oldies. The oldies. I um, I, that, uh, I would love to see them both break their, their respective, you know, time barrier in their in their events. Um but the the pessimistic side of me, which there isn't much, but for right. some reason he's really rallying right now and he wants me to say this so it's just forever on the internet that neither of them will ever do that. I I, I think going back to what you were talking about, what, do is there, and it's something that I feel like I've I've posed this question a few times before. Is is there such a thing in running as like kind of flying too close to the sun? Oh, absolutely. Right, but it's it's not like Alan Webb where he had one season where he ran like three forty six, right, and then mm-hmm. never again was he going to touch that. You yeah. know, like that's a very clear case of him probably putting his body through something that it couldn't really recover from not specifically that race, but probably just like a block of training that led him to be able to do that. Yeah. But with these two, it seems like they're they're They've been coached very well, uh-huh. their entire careers. Um, and I think it, it's just, have they been have they've been on top for too long? Because I think Emma has won something like seven U.S. championships mm-hmm. in a row. And well, it does seem like Courtney is kind of you know she's obviously very close to Emma. She has a faster PR and everything. Um, who knows if her racing skills are as good as Emma's? But um, she's so obviously there's there's someone there. Yeah. Now, um, right. And to play devil's advocate, maybe that will push Emma to sure. to you know 
sub nine territory. Right. And then I guess with Evan, who else in terms of U.S. steeplers are really even on his level? Yeah, I mean, there aren't. I mean, I guess like Hillary Bohr, or he's pretty good. Um, Cabane is, is really, really good. I don't know where he's been this year. I don't know if he's injured. Um, but he he was running, I want to say he's run sub 810. So he, yeah. he's he's in there. Um, but consistently, there's no one that is. It's not like there's another American that's doing like what Emma and uh, Courtney are doing. Right. And I, I also I feel like we should say this conversation, I guess, like in no way are we trying to disparage their careers because it's been and it still is phenomenal. They're both, like we said, very young. But I don't know. Every opportunity. And then I think we were talking with this Evan Jagger, just kind of whenever he fell over that barrier however long ago Ugh. and ran like 801. Yep. Like, do you think that Eight that flat, does a number? Not even 801. Does that do a number on your brain? Yeah. I mean, so now you're saying he's got a case of the willies. He's got, he's spooked. He's got spooks. (laughs) He's got the spooks. Um, But yeah, anyways. Enough of that. Yeah, that was was strangely in depth for what what we normally do. And I'm sorry. I'm Um, sorry for that. It is worth noting out, friend of the pod, Aisha Pratt, uh, 914 national record, personal best of the year big yeah 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 so good job aisha big fan keep doing it next up the men's 110 meter hurt i got beef with this um Uh, we got beef just right off the bat the uh oh i missed this i remember hearing it and i was watching utmb right so So we can see where your priorities are at take us through what happened well i am i i fired up the old gift maker because i was hoping Talking about a sausage factory, you've been churning those out. Yeah, buddy. I feel like I'm probably breaking some sort of copyright law, yeah. but um, no one's nobody's, saying anything. Right. It's track yeah. and field. It's not the Super Bowl. Uh, so I was hoping to capture Devin Allen doing some, some sort of like a magic trick, maybe a little dance, maybe some sort of sleight of hand thing when they introduced him, and he did nothing. He like did a little bow uh-huh. right to the crowd. That's so, bad, um, really. started off, you know, not on a great foot. Yep. Um, and then other, other than Shabankov, you know, the, the reigning, uh, is the world champion, right? I think so. And, uh, other than him winning, representing a, representing no country. Ugh. There we go. <laughs> Uh, was that the proper? Was that what you wanted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. the reaction I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dips under thirteen seconds, which is generally considered that's pretty, that's the. That's good, right? Yeah, it's very nice. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a club. It's a nice thing for him to do. Mm-hmm. And are you part of any club? Uh, am I part of any club? No, not that I can think of. Yeah. Not like any official clubs. Mm-hmm. Maybe just like, that guy's a jackass. Yeah, like that club. That club, the yeah. asshole club. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I mean, you're a jacuzzi boy. I'm part of the jacuzzi boys athletic club. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm in a relationship and that's kind of its own little club, you know. I guess I've got a girlfriend too. Is that yeah. so? So, yeah, you're also in a club. Your family's a club. <laughs> I mean, really, that's like the saddest. Here's what club. it boils down to: is yeah, because you have no choice. You're just right. in that club. Um, 
your life is built on it's it's all about clubs you think so yeah i do why because that's all lives it's you know you can boil any relationship down to basically a club um so and life is all about relationships i think oprah said that um or that was in tuesdays with maury it's on the back of every one of her magazines yeah life is about relationships life Life is a big club renew your subscription Um, today yeah so i I don't know yeah you know pretty weak take but that's what that's what we got there you go steven's takes everybody clubs (laughs) join them (laughs) let's go to the oh great race this was fantastic um tell them what you saw the women's 1500 meter (laughs) yep so Uh, that was good the pace Mm, the pace was yes i think um they, I can't remember what the prescribed pace was, but it was two hundred six through eight hundred. Okay, and they went through eight hundred and two hundred six five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only person to go with the pacer at the gun was our friend. Uh, no, no, no. Not, I'm thinking uh, Gudaf Tagay. Yes. And once she went with the pacer, our other friend Safan Hassan, fresh off of her. Her car Seven ride. Seven-hour ride in the car. Like an ambulance ride for yeah. seven hours, yeah. Um, she looked fresh. She she went with her, right? And it was one yeah. of those things where there was kind of a gap, and then you could see that Safan recognized that, like, oh, don't want to let this get away from yeah. me. And she made a pretty aggressive move to go with. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they gapped the field kind of. Totally. Yeah. Laura Muir went with. So it was like the the four of them, right? The pacer yeah. and then Hassan, Tagay, and Muir. Muir. With with uh the rest of the pack, including Shelby Houlihan and Jenny Simpson, kind of looking a little lost. Yeah, I mean I think it was just like a matter of the decision making, like, am I ready to burn this match? Um and I think I think, I don't know, it was pretty pretty evident that Shelby was going to make up that gap. Like, those women aren't better than her, so right. that's where she should have been. Um, and it would have been interesting to see if she would have gone with them because she did waste, uh, or not necessarily waste, but the move she had to make on lap three to reconnect with that group um, obviously took some sting out of her kick, yeah. which would eventually come back to bite her. But, man, she just looks so smooth. Uh, which one? Mirror? Shelby. Shelby. Yeah. But that's the thing is I guess, uh, I'm, uh, what am I trying to say? It's, yeah, it definitely took the sting out of her kick. I would like to see when she ran the 357, um, I would like to kind of put a, put a timer on this last 100 and yeah. the last 100 here, because I feel like this was probably just overall just a faster race. Whereas yeah. I think in the 357, she closed much harder. She definitely did. I mean, I I thought her last 80 or so wasn't quite as Shelby esque as we yeah. were used to seeing. And you know, it's been a long year, right? Okay. It has. She's done what she's ran 1434, 357. Ugh. I think I think it's time for a break. I'm pretty sure that this is only the second time that she's gone under this four. is only the second time that she's gone under four minutes for a 1500 yeah or a third i'm sorry um which 
compared to these other women, I think is uh, not a lot. This is the first year that she's gone sub four. So um, to kind of have the breakout year that she's had uh, to get second and walk away with a $20,000 check, lose to Laura Muir, who's no slouch. Yeah, I don't think anyone likes losing to Laura Muir. I think I saw a tweet from... uh, Evan Jager responded to you. No way. Way. I know. Fanboy that. What did he say? What did I say? It was your gif. Oh. He, he was saying that Inga Brixen beat Borrega at Euros. Or, no, that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, what did he say? I don't know. You look it up. I can't. I just, you know, you, you know how popular my tweets have been. I can't dig through those notifications. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. Um, but spe- so uh, the other thing that I was going to say is uh, we are making fun of the Brits, I suppose. But I do, uh, uh, Charlie Grice, I guess, tweeted at us. Yeah, he actually listened to the podcast yesterday, which is frightening. Right. Um, so maybe we I should wash our mouths. I know, because I think I even said, like, man, that 1,500-meter field, that wasn't that good. Right. But like, which is insane, because obviously they're world-class athletes. Charlie Grice is an Olympian. Right. This uh, is all, it's all relative. Yeah, like, exactly. It's not like we're comparing it to, to like, uh, high school boys running, you know, a two-mile at yeah. a dual meet. It's, it's the best in the world. So, And we're just disparaging them. Like, they didn't give us what we wanted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who did give us what we wanted? Christian fucking Coleman. Holy shit. That was incredible. Yeah. It was because, because the, I feel like the only time that I've seen anybody make a gap like that is uh, Usain Bolt. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, it was I incredible. Mean, yeah, he just pulled away from everyone, which is insane to do in nine seconds of running. Yeah. Yeah. Nine, and, seven, nine. And Quick. he knew it. He crossed yeah. the line and he he knew it. And he's like a pretty mild-mannered guy. Like I remember when we were at Indoor Nationals watching him win and he set, I think, a world lead or world record in the in 60. In the 60, yeah. And he was just kind of like whatever about it, um, super calm. Mm-hmm. And then, man, he was fired up. He almost just decapitated a high jumper. right. That was pretty cool. Well, do you remember being 22 years old? Um, I, yeah, sort of. I think I was in college still. What would you have done if I just handed you a $50,000 check? Mm, yeah, I, I think at that time of my life, I was really into vans. So I probably would have bought like a van. God, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's childish. Yeah, Christian yeah. Coleman is probably... I don't know, going to put it in a Roth IRA and watch his money oh accumulate God. over He'd the next better. couple of years. What are you going to do now that you uh, yeah. $50,000? I'm going to open up a, a savings Roth account IRA. and I'm going to invest in my future. He's um, doing fine. Yeah, he's great. Ronnie uh, Baker, second, who'd been on fire all year. Yep. Um, you know. Johan Blake. Old. The, the man who eats, I think, 20 bananas a day, he said. That's uh, not healthy. You should not have that much potassium. That's called too much potassium, kids. Uh, he's also got to be like 40. Correct me if I'm wrong. I assume he's only like 26. You want to make a bet? Yep. I'm All looking right. up right now. 28. God damn it. You have to understand, Ryan, these kids aren't like you. It's not like, oh, I'm done with college and now I can go do something that like I want to do. When he was 17, he was probably running fast. Okay. Well, he he won. He ran like in two. I. That's what I'm saying. Is like he's been, he's been fast since like, 2008, 
right? Or like, when did he? Yeah, when I mean, did, he what was, Olympics did he run? Did he run in? He ran in London for sure. Didn't he get popped? Yeah, for sure he got popped. But I feel like it was like a six month, one I of those six month things. Drug ban, two thousand nine. He got popped, and then he ran. Oh yeah, a year later Olympics. he runs nine eight nine. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, I just put him and Bolt kind of, they've had the same trajectory in, in their career. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how old Usain Bolt is. I would guess like 34. Yeah, I, I, that sounds right. I'll look it up just to be sure. Um, are we going to move on? Yeah, this is that we've talked about that enough, especially since Usain Bolt is about. 32. Young man. That's crazy. Yep. Uh, okay, so this next race. I think eh, was yeah meh. not not terribly interesting. The the most interesting part about the men's eight hundred was that Emmanuel Career just has the most interesting running style. Yeah, he is. He's really it's he's fascinating to watch because he just has that extra gear at like two or like one fifty that no one else seems to have. Yeah, but they also they went through. Um, they had, I think they they went through two hundred meters at like twenty three seconds. It was yeah, uh, it was, was ridiculous to that see. Was, that was too fast. Uh, and then it was just it was career just seemed to. He was he was gonna win it. I don't know. Yeah. I think he went into the last two hundred. Is behind uh, the the pole, Lewandowski. Lewandowski, he's good, man. Uh, I like him. Yeah. He's been around for a while, hasn't he? He has, yeah. And uh, you know, made him look like mincemeat. I think over the last, <laughs> he put him. He put he put like he he was behind him with two hundred to go in that two hundred meters. He put more than half a second, or made up more than half a second on him. I think Lewandowski did have the fastest last lap. Did he really? Yeah, 53-6. Huh. Look at that. Shows what I know. Um, yeah, so the men's 800 is a little disappointing, just in terms of sheer entertainment factor. Yeah. But, I mean, it was still, you had a guy go 144, which is... Seems fine. Which is fine. Clayton Murphy, 145 for, I think, fifth place. Uh, I'd like to... I'd like to... Uh, he won... He won the 800 at USA's, correct? Oh, Ryan, you were there. I wasn't. I was. I'm pretty sure he won. He looked okay. great. Uh, he's a young man. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him make that leap. You know. You know what's crazy? He got what for second or third at the Olympics in the 800. Yeah, he's got That's a medal. Nuts. Yeah, yeah. But it, obviously, it just takes one good race to do yeah. that. Um, consistency, though, you'd love to see some consistency. I don't know enough about it. I could sound like a complete asshole because he's mm-hmm. probably very consistent. But, yeah, um, yeah I, you know, actually strike that. I take everything back. Clayton Murphy is just a phenomenal runner. He's, he's not nice, consistent, though. That's, okay. I'm just going to go ahead and say okay. it. He's, Thank you. He's not. Yeah, I was just very, looking for some backup. Oh, I'm sorry. I was letting you just speak. Yeah, no, it's very up and down, I feel like, from him. And it would be great to, like, I don't know. I think consistency among athletes is, like, we come to expect that at, but we probably shouldn't because it is so... It's a double-edged sword because... It's so hard for people to do that. And I think the the one of the most consistent athletes, I think, uh, ever... Um, what's his name? Sandy Koufax. El Garou. Oh. <laughs> El Garou. Like, however, how many uh, years he went, like, sub-328 yeah. or something like that. <laughs> uh, 
And what happens with consistency is people will be like, huh, wonder why he was so consistent, <laughs> you know, with like that twinkle in their eye. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'll tell you why. Drugs. Would yeah, you like yeah. some? You know, it's like right before they offer you drugs. Well, I've said this a million times before. Garouge wakes up every morning, yawns, and is just like, I can't believe I did it again. Another day that I got away <laughs> with this. And did I mean, they, he, he, he pulled the caper. You're positive. Uh, well, he never tested positive, but I'm positive, <laughs> yes. Uh, see, I there's some... I don't want to believe that. That was like the heyday of it, man. What, like the late 90s, early 2000s? Oh, yeah. Blood bags were being swapped around. You got A positive. I'm A positive. Let's I'm taking a seven-hour car ride. Yeah, I'm just going to get juiced up some blood bags. Get yourself a blood boy. That's yeah. what we're doing. Why would you fly when you could drive 12 hours and get <laughs> three more gallons of blood in you? Look what I got in dry ice in the back of my yeah. trunk. It's EPO. a human heart. I got yeah. two hearts. Hey, Hickam, look at this. I got lungs. Uh, there we go. Anyway, um, for the love of God. But yeah. Uh, I don't even, anyways, consistency is what, is what makes people great. And I think peop, there aren't that many greats. So something that has something to do with consistency. So you want to be a great? Be consistent. There you go. That's the lesson. That's the lesson. Women's 100 meter hurdles. I was looking at the starting list for this and I was like, holy shit. It's uh, 10 Americans and one person (laughs) from a country that I guess doesn't really matter. (laughs) That is just not true because we had Jamaicans, Nigerians, Dutch, and Belgians represented. All countries that matter. And one, two, three, four, five Americans. Yep, half the field was American. Over half. Uh, and it's just kind of, it just it seems, uh, when was it that the women, that the U.S. women swept the medals? Uh, was Rio. It, yeah, Rio. So, I mean, I guess this is, this is, uh, this it's is like snowboarding event. at the Winter Olympics. Yep. The Americans are. Sean White got first, second, and third. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. Well, not really. Um, the, I think this is a little bit of an upset. Yeah, because Kenny Harris, uh, world record world holder. world record holder, yep, and world and world, world lead, lead, um, just got just got beaten, got beaten yep. by. Straight, uh, it was a straight up foot race, no ifs and buts about it. She lost. Um, but I mean, world lead. But it should also it should also be noted that uh, Brianna McNeil, uh, it was second in the world this year. Um, just. 0.02 seconds behind her. So they they have been pretty close this year. Uh, but if you're Brianna McNeil, I think it's got to feel nice to take her down and take a little bit of money from her. Yeah, definitely. Um, anybody, any dis... Well, we should also um, pour one out for Don Harper Nelson. What happened to her? She's retiring. Really? Yeah. When that's did like you been hear? The, that's been That's like been the whole thing. Man, I didn't know that. Yeah, this is like this is like her Kobe. This is like her like her, her goodbye tour. Damn, good for um, her. You know, she's had a hell of a career. Hell of a career. And um, thirteen oh eight, at what I imagine is one of the last meets of 
her season or career, if not probably right. If not, you know, yeah. So, um, you know, it's uh, saying You're goodbye rambling, to a great. Ryan. Wrap uh, it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next race. Um. All right, man. This was the best race of the night. Men's five k. That was bonkers. Absolutely. Ye- crazy how fast everyone ran right i feel like i kind of zoned out during this one um how i don't know i got the meat was just there was i couldn't you know me i know just the strangest attention span yeah and so at a certain point i was like gah and so it was they did a thing where they just did like a field event recap for a little while too. And so like a dog, I just started looking around the room and then I looked back at the screen and the race, there was two laps to go. So I don't even know what, what happened other than this 18 year old kid this boy. just running for his life. 12.43. Yeah. So basically Kajelka was uh, just pushing the pace the entire race, you know, literally through 11 laps. Um Looked really, really good. And then Brega. So they went out hard. Yeah, 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 super hard. Um, I think the pace waned a little bit in the middle, as it's wont to do. But um, then they, they picked it up pretty nicely. And yeah, Gebrowet and Brega and Kajelka were all running, running together. And um, man, I, it was just, there was such a gap between them and like Chalimo. And I was like, oh man, Chalimo's not having a very good race. And like, oh, Ben True and no, Maham and, and Ahmed, man, they're not looking too good. And uh, and then, you know, so Brega ends up outkicking Kajelka and Gebrowet by, he just turned it on with Yeah, I saw that. Ago. That was nuts. Crazy. I thought that he was, I was looking at it, I was like, holy shit, is he going to break 1240? Yeah, I know. That was nuts. And then uh, Chalimo, sixth PB, 1257, which is great. You know, he's always seventh American. Joins the joins another sub thirteen club. Love those different different sub thirteens. Those clubs. He's got a family. That club that he's a part of, and now he's yep, a part no. of another club. Been true uh, with a with the season's best thirteen oh four. Just two seconds off his his personal best. Um, so that that was cool to see. And then uh, friend of America, Muhammad Ahmed, thirteen oh three. Go Badgers. But you know, but. Probably the most impressive run was the guy who got second to last, Stuart McSween, 13.05. His PB was 13.19 coming into this race. You gotta, you gotta love being pulled to some. I think he's 22 or 23 years old. Bright future. Yeah, really, really, really impressive. Uh, I mean, that's coming, that's gotta be close to the national record for Australia. I mean, I'm sure it's Craig Mottram, but, or I hope it is. I love well, Craigie, Craigie is probably. He's around like twelve fifty, something. Yeah, how low do you think? Let's see. Twelve fifty-five. Like, I'd guess twelve fifty-five. Oh, uh, that sounds right. God, he's only thirty-eight. I know. I love Craig Mottram. I thought oh, he I was going to make a comeback, uh, like in Rio. He tried it. Yeah, London, I think, and I right? wanted it so bad. So he's run twelve fifty-five. Good job. Yeah. I've thought there were many times in my life where I've kind of grown my hair out a little bit and just mm-hmm. kind of thought about bringing a picture of Craig Mottram with like that yeah. Euro mullet into a and barber and be like, this. give me that. Well, I think that's kind of what I'm going for. I think you could do it. You should well, do yeah, it. Well, yeah, because the back of my hair, you know, is getting long and curly right now. So I could probably just chop it up. Yeah, I'm looking at a photo right now and that's, that's it. That's the look. So we'll probably do that in the next couple of days. 
We should also mention a couple of things. Uh, everybody in this There's field the except luck. the guy <laughs> that got last place. Uh, I'm just going to go down. Um, personal best, personal best, personal best, season's best. Personal best, personal best, personal best, personal best, season's best, season best, personal best, personal best. So hell of a race to be in if you wanted to run the fastest you've ever ran in your life. Yeah, um, I think we could have PR'd on that one. Yep, I would have ran uh, 1920. And <laughs> <laughs> there he is, bringing up the rear. Um, Solomon Borrega also joins some of the fastest men in the world, I think. Um, I looked it up after the race. Uh, he is now the fourth fastest 5K runner of all time at the age of 18. Seriously? Yeah, so... Bekele, obviously, 12.37. And then Geb has also ran sub-12.40. And then Komen has also done sub-12.40. Um, Jesus. And then, and then uh, yeah, it's like he's – I think this 12.43 is the um, sixth fastest time ever. And the three people only, – the only three people ahead of him are Geb, Bekele, and Daniel Komen. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. It'll be super interesting to see if he's still around in a couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I hope so. Um, cool. Well, we spent enough time on that. Uh, last race of the day. Um, and the last so, race we'll ever recap of the Big Meat Pod. Yep. That's unless uh, you'll want to have us back next year, and I can't assume that's the case. I can't imagine you would. I didn't watch this. Uh, I thought the meat was over, and I left. There you go. That's so, fine. Talk to me. I watched it. It was the Shawnee Miller Weibo show. Um, yeah. Will you, will you repeat what someone said about her? Oh yeah. The uh, it was <laughs> the announcer said. Um, let me look it up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So the announcer after the race said, Shawnee Miller Weibo, the elegant bohemian. Which is just a really, really nice way to say something that's pretty creepy. Yeah. It's an old guy. I think, who is the announcer? Steve Cram. Uh, Ugh. He wanted to say something gross. Yeah. Well, he kind of did. Yeah, that's true. But Daphne Skippers of... Uh, where is she from? One of those countries Netherlands. up there. Yeah, she ran. Um, uh, she, that's so. She also did the travel because she ran yesterday in uh, Brussels. Yeah, they probably Reserve. met underneath the stadium. You're like, oh you just. Uh, I chartered a jet. You want to get on yeah. my plane? And he's like, No, no. Alberto's got the ambulance pulled up back. Yeah. He's gonna come hit. on, Stefan. Come on. <laughs> he's gonna hit the siren, and we're gonna. Yeah, Dorian Ure's like. Oh God, I don't even know. No, uh, no, uh, <laughs> no. Sorry. Yeah, we've already been blacklisted. We'll never uh, work with Nike again. That's fine. Um, Daphne Skippers ran a hell of a curve. Uh, she Oof. was in the lead with 90 meters to go, and then Miller Weibo put on the Jets, and <laughs> it's all over but the crying. The Miller Weibo show, as they say. Yes. So uh, that was the end of the meet. Cool. And that was the end of the Diamond League season. Oh, can we talk a little bit about the Smurfs? Yeah, I mean, I asked you. I was like, what's going on here? And you had no answer for me. 
I don't understand the need for these meets. I mean, they obviously do it at World Championships and the Olympics, but the need it's for the meets to have a mascot. It's a thing, Ryan. Well, no, I don't know what it is. Well, it's like the Olympics having mascots, right? It's like every four years there's these creepy little like squares that have shoes on, and I don't know. It's super <laughs> weird. And they try to interact with the athletes immediately after they finish. Yeah. And I wonder if that's in, in the briefing. It's like before the meet starts. It's like, okay, Smurfette. Yeah. <laughs> Smurfette, Papa Smurf, Nerdy Smurf. Uh, the minute that Christian Coleman crosses the finish line, I want you to run right in front of him and try to take a selfie. Try to get him to floss. Floss with him. Yeah. Um, and do, do they license these characters? How does this work? I mean, uh, that's a good question. Maybe maybe the Smurfs are so old and irrelevant now that it's the statute under, of limitations. Like it's yeah. in, it's in now in public domain. It's, it's Creative Commons. They can <laughs> yeah, exactly. they can alter it however they like. And, it's, and it, that, oh god, that'd be yeah. so funny. It's only the Smurfs. Well, yeah, that was weird. The probably strange part of the meet. Um, but overall, Ryan, I'd say this was a fun little experiment we did. The Big Meat Pod. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought we dedicated ourselves to doing it. So yeah. that was cool. Minus the three meets that we missed in the middle of the season. We agreed that those were garbage meets and we we're a big We meat agreed pod. on that yesterday. We did yeah. not agree on that in the moment. Well, I think things were going on in our lives at that time that were far more important than That's true. producing a podcast that five or six people listen to. Right. So that that's a good uh way to i guess end it steven said that this is a nice experiment if you're a listener and you don't necessarily hate what we do i don't know send chris chavez an email yeah Yeah. or just you tweet about us uh that way we, we we see the tweets um yeah it'd be great to hear if if we should do this for other things yeah like what other I don't know, like, like other uh, just like big meets, like just Kentucky like a derby. We could do it for like Stanley Cup finals, just like big meetings. I like that. We can yeah. turn, change it into the well. I guess like anything could be we could could be considered a meet. You yeah, know? exactly. It's a big meet. Um, you know, I don't mind that. Even if nobody listens, maybe you and I should do it. It's like yeah. uh, in the office when when Creed has a blog, but it's really just an open word document. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, man, it's hard to say goodbye. I know. Um, I don't know if I want to, but I guess I should. Yeah, nobody likes long goodbyes, and, uh, and this is you, no different. Do you want to you want to sign us out for the final time this season? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, I just <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it, we would be uh, it's you know this would be in- incredibly hard to produce without the generosity of our sponsors. Um, we might not remember who you are, but you know who you are throughout the shows. You've provided our listeners with great discounts on quality clothing. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Um, obviously, Ryan, thanks to you for producing this. I pretty much just talk and you do everything, which is great. Um, <laughs> Chris, if you're listening to this, we did this out because, well, never mind. Don't need to talk about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was fun. And, uh, I'm Steven, and I'm not going to say another word. And Steven said everything that I was thinking. My name is Ryan, and uh, 
We'll probably use vitamin C uh, graduation to take this one out. So, uh, Creative Commons. Talk to you later. This is how